What's up, ladies and gentlemen, from the stage to the basement, I'm Michael Cardoza. I'm Travis Miner. And you are tuned in to The From Under Show, where world news and real life situations crash with stand-up comedy. Are you ready, Travis? Yeah, yeah, I'm ready. You ready, Nikki? I'm ready. Let's do this. <laughs> do, do this. Ooh, yeah. All right. What's up, Travis? Not much, dude. How are you doing? Good, man. Good. It's been uh, it's been a long summer, but <laughs> but, but uh, the summer I even, start. Summer. I don't even know what date March. is. I don't even know what date is. I don't know. What yeah. date is. I have no fucking idea. I don't even know what month it is. I checked a guy on the phone today. We were talking. And he's just like, well, where's my bill for July? And I was like, sir, today is July. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You got to wait for the future. I man. was like, it just started, man. You want to get billed already? Just like, <laughs> That's not what you want in your life right now. And he was just like, oh, he, he, he got kind of frustrated with me after a little bit. Bro. So what, um, you know, what's crazy is that like, there's all these businesses that are, you know, struggling. You know, there's a lot of businesses that are struggling. Um, for a while, the restaurants, yeah, I think the restaurants are, are hurting a little bit, but they're, but they're still able to sustain, sustain their business a little bit, you know? Um, but the ones that are hurting really bad are like social gathering areas, like bars. They oh, got to yeah. be hurt. They got to be hurt, man. Well, they keep getting shut down. Yeah. <laughs> that's the only, that's what they're, that's what they they thrive off of. That's what their business model is off of is like throwing the party is entertaining is yep. having the people over, you know, those people that like to have people over and entertain, they usually have a bar somewhere in their house or in their backyard or something like that. You know yeah. what I mean? That's, anywhere. Yeah. Anywhere there's alcohol. Done. Everything <laughs> COVID is shutting down and shutting down everything that the bars represent, you know, it's socialization, it's mm-hmm. eating with Eating what a stranger makes, you know, drinking what some stranger makes, things like that. Interacting with other strangers. You have no idea where these people been. And now everyone just thinks of it all different. <laughs> yeah. You know, but, uh, and it's all just been shut down. So it's, it's, it'll be weird to see the names of these bars when we all are able to walk around the streets again and shit like that. If they're the same or if they're even bars or what mm-hmm. the fuck is going on? It's going to be like mill Avenue every other year. It's going to be like just a bunch of call centers. <laughs> There's not even going to be bars <laughs> left. Dude, I'm wondering, I'm just so curious as, as to what the world is going to look like, you know, a couple of years from now, like this, what, what's going to be the aftermath of all this. You yeah. What what's, what's going to be the new normal. Yeah. And it's, right. it's, dude, it's, it's, it's starting to, um, I get anxiety sometimes thinking about it. You know what I'm saying? Because like, it's, it's one thing when you're gradually motion, when you're, when you're transitioned into a different decade or culture, right. Or new, uh, new fad or whatever you want to call it. It's different how those things kind of slowly progress over time. They don't, they don't just hit you like a ton of bricks, you know I mean? Yeah. That's, we're not, I'm not. I'm not talking about like stuff around the news or the or the world or anything that happens. That's just like you know, some somebody just dies all of a sudden tragically. Like I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about like actual like just standard culture, like the music or the fashion or whatever, right? Okay. So that tra- that transition over time is gradual and it feels good. And you're like, okay, I can st- I can stay up with the times. I think I'll get an iPhone. You know, maybe I'll just you know step up my game a little bit from this flip phone, you know, it was like one of those things, but like, dude, COVID just like sucker punched everybody, bro. Yeah. I don't think anyone was very prepared, but, uh, I don't know. It's, it's just, it's fucking strange. Yeah. Everything, everything is like, you, you don't really know how to take anything and it's hard to, it's hard to judge anything right now because no one has doctors don't even know what the fuck's going on. So anyone that has anything to say about it, I'm just like, you know, I'm, okay. So you don't think it's right to wear masks? I don't, but I'm, it's not, I don't think it's worth it to risk it. Anything. I'm not a fucking doctor. 
I don't know. The doctor, the doctors don't even fucking know. You're not a goddamn doctor. You're to tell you're calling me goddamn names because I'm wearing a mask. Fuck you. You can't even see that I'm saying fuck you because I'm wearing a mask. See how nice it is? I'm just over here eyeballing you. I look nice right now, but I'm saying fuck you, son. Bro, you know what I've been doing when I'm in public and I have to wear my mask? Like people like people will try to smile at me, dude. Like oh, I see, dude! I, I can see it in their you eyes. Can you see know them? Yeah, yeah. You can see you the little see like. And you know, know what I do is I just I just look right at them with the most deadest look in my eyes, dude. Because I know they can't see my mouth. You know what just I'm saying? Psychotic. So, yeah, just like just looking at them, like all right. And they don't they don't budge. They don't care because they don't know that I'm not smiling. Right? You look like a ninja, dude. <sighs> <laughs> The ginger what else ninja. Been, there's been like I don't know, a lot of weird shit's been going on. I try to stay away from the, like the news and things like that. But the only kind of story that popped up with me and, and the kind of shit I watch is this Chris Dahlia shit. Mm-hmm. And it's it's super strange. Yeah, like that's weird. Comes out of nowhere, right? Yeah, like, you should I, see, dude. It's it's really it's hitting a lot of his friends really bad. You so know? that's something that's something I could relate to. Like I just I recently had a, a friend of mine actually told me he uh, was positive for COVID, right? And like just like I was saying, like it kind of put me into a panic and everything like that. Like you, it's what it is is it's just kind of like a, a a nationwide pandemic thing where it's just like it's happening to the world and everything. And I, I just got to do what I can do to stay away from it. But when it hits in your actual immediate circle, you know, like one of your best friends or roommates, something like that. It's time to shut shit down. You know what I mean? It's like, it's over, right? Like it's, it's, it's a different story. It's, it's a different perspective on it and everything like that. He's all good. You're talking all. about Chris D'Elia's sexual allegations, right? Right. I'm talking about that, but I recently like a friend of mine got sick. Right. And then all his friends, right. Chris D'Elia's friends are all starting to come out and talk about it. And now I was just like, I'm relating. Like I, I had a friend recently get sick. They had a friend recently become a pedophile. I don't know. It's it's strange. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> it's so it's, it's weird, dude. It's, it's just it, like like I've heard some of them say it's like they lost a friend, like someone died and shit like that. Cause literally like this this fucks with your career and stuff. Even if yeah. he even if he's got some, you know, good comeback or some defense to it. I don't really don't know much of the details to it. I've mm. seen some of the the emails and stuff. Have you been keeping up on it or? I didn't see that. I just been watching all the uh, podcast with his friends, their reactions and stuff. Yeah, the the worst one was the 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 fighter and the kid. Yeah, yeah, Brendan Schaub and um, yeah, and uh, they show him and he's just like crying, man, because he can't take it. You know, he's like he didn't. He it sucks. Like they he, they can't defend him. Yeah, that's the thing is you can't defend something like that, and while still you don't yeah that's you, you you can't defend it at all and but the thing is they are still just allegations right they no, they have some, proof they have proof is there like definite proof yeah you'd like dick pics and all that shit man oh dude yeah he's fucked that's that's not right yeah not not one bit I mean, yeah. if it's an accusation, one thing, but now there's there's evidence to it and everything. And I'm not saying it's like you can't believe these things, but accusations with no proof and all that, that happens. Like people do kind of yeah. uh, target so we, people. But it's yeah. been kind of strange that he's been, he has been like typecasted as a pedophile and a perv in some of his roles and shit. Nikki, can we uh, research his allegations? Sure. Please. But don't you think it's been weird that he's been casted as like a, a pederast and and shit like that? I, you know what? I never watched that show, but I did hear about that. That his so, character was a pedophile. First time, first time I ever saw him was in Workaholics when he was that that uh, the friend mm-hmm. who had the good weed, but he mm-hmm. liked kids and shit like that. And they were conflicted because he had such good weed that they wanted to get, but he was a pederast so they couldn't be his friend they couldn't associate with him because he was but he had such good weed though and that was the thing about this show and so they were trying to convince him that older people are, are much sexier and hotter and stuff like that and they couldn't do it right so <laughs> dude That's like weird. it's so strange like 
Uh, and like I've been watching some of like the funny videos and everything like on YouTube and stuff where it's like, oh, the moment he figured it out and shit like that on the fighter and the kid yeah. podcast yeah. where they were talking about how you can save TikTok pictures. And shit Did like you see that. the Joe Rogan one? No, no. All right. So it says here, comedian Chris Delia denies allegations of sexually harassing teenagers. So he's denying it now. Complete deny. It says he has. Do you think he's? Do you think he's got uh, anything to stand on, Mike? Um, I don't. I don't think so, man. I don't think so. So basically, Delia's name began trending on social media um, after multiple women accused him of trying to engage with him sexually. Some of them were as young as sixteen years old. At the time of the encounters, many of them also accused him of sending inappropriate messages, attempting to solicit nude photos from them. How do you think, how do you think that's not going to get out? Like ever, you know what I mean? Like ever, ever pursuing that, like they're going to get older, even, even six years after the fact, once they become 21, 22, and then they even say like, dude, that guy used to fucking hit me up when i was 16 why don't you think this shit would ever come right like this is he's got he's got to be i've heard him talk about addiction and shit like that and like Mm -hmm. that's why he doesn't he doesn't touch any drugs or alcohol or anything like that because he's got a real addictive personality like this could be real real messed up you know what i mean like this could be really like a fucking r kelly type thing and it sucks it sucks, yeah. dude, because it is like an R. Kelly and like a Michael Jackson type thing where I did love their fucking art and their work and shit like that. But then you find out this shit and it's like, dude, how can you get how can you get on on the side of that or anything like that? And like, I don't know. His shit was enjoyable. You know what I mean? I, 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 I was entertained by him. But yeah, sucks, man. It's but hard I to mean, say. It's hard it's, to say. It's hard, that to def- it's hard to defend him. Because exactly. He, That's he why I'm saying. Himself. Yeah. Right now, it's hard to say that I liked anything he did. You know what I'm saying? Because he was even the first role I saw him in was that workaholics thing where he's a fucking pedophile, you know? But I thought it was it was funny, right? It was a, a joke and shit like that. But now it's fucking disgusting. Well, do you think on. do you think Joe has any like knows the codes and stuff? No, I don't. Th- I don't think so. He was just, he was basically just, uh, I mean, you got to watch it. I don't want to spoil it. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. All right. All right. Let's, uh, let's move on. Hold yeah. On. Right on. Let's do it. Is it my, fa- my favorite segment? I, I think it's about that time, Travis. Is it, is it that time, Mike? I think it's about that time. Is it time for strange news from around the world? Around the world, around the world, around the world, around the world, around the world. (laughs) All right. Now that we get into our new segment, my wife's over there making noise in the refrigerator. (laughs) Letter detailing Van Gogh and Goggins, Goggins, Gogginos, Goggins brothel visits to be auctioned. Okay. That was the title? Van letter Gogh. detailing Van Gogh and Gauguin's brothel visits to be auctioned. Okay, yeah, well, let's check. So I think, Michael, you should read this one. Okay. Uh, as you, It sounds like you have lots and lots of uh, background in this because Travis actually studied <laughs> this topic. So this will be fun. Oh, really? Yeah, can you go ahead and read it for us? I, I, lo- I love it. I love the, the the role assignments. Okay, here we go. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, a letter jointly written by painters Van Gogh, Vincent Van Gogh and Paul Gagin. I can't say that name and I feel like an idiot. Okay, which features details of their visits to French brothels could sell for up to 282000 at an auction in Paris. The the November 1888 letter was primarily authored by Van Gogh, but features comments added by Gagin before it was mailed to painter Emeril Emil Bernard or Emily. Is it Emily or Emil? Emil. Emil Bernard. Sorry. We've made some excursions in the brothels, and it's likely that we'll eventually go there often to work. Wow. (laughs) 
Van Gogh wrote in a letter, which was mailed from Arles, France. At the moment, Gagin has a canvas in progress of the same night cafe that I also painted, but with figures seen in the brothels. Oh, wow. It promises to become a beautiful thing. French auction house Duro estimation said the letter is exceptional for the extraordinary meeting of two immense painters, but also for the lucidity and the cert certainty that their painting will revolutionize the art of future generations. Letters expected to fetch between $203,000 and $282,000 when it is auctioned next week. Okay, cool. Dang, that's a lot for a letter. That is a lot, dude. Imagine being that famous, dude, where later, 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 after yeah. your death, later, many years later. Later, <laughs> later man. <laughs> but imagine that, dude, where you're fucking uh, just some strange letter you wrote to someone about a fucking brothel it goes for 200 fucking thousand dollars. That's crazy. That's a fifth of a million, man. It's a fifth. Dare me to drive? <laughs> Dare me to drive with the fifth of meal? Was that from uh, Eminem? Yeah, there was there was a few things mixed in that one. The fifth Lots of vodka? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dare me to drive? <laughs> Dare me to drive? Okay. All right, Nikki, what's the next one? All right, gentlemen. <clears throat> next strange news article is going to be Amazon worker loses engagement ring while packing boxes. Hell yeah, I hope that was while he was packing one of my fucking shipments. <laughs> You're going to get ahead. me a, a new floating disc and a fucking engagement ring. <laughs> Nikki, you better hope so, too, huh? <laughs> Take it away, Travis. Amazon lose Amazon worker. All right. June 8th, a worker at the Amazon warehouse in Wales. Ah, it's over in Wales, man. We don't have a chance. Is asking customers to check their packages for an engagement ring that fell off of her finger at work. Ooh, you know she got all pissed off and just threw it in there. Like they that is the fight. worst, dude. They had a fight and she was like, "I'm gonna fuck this guy." And then like it was one of those things where she just like she thought it was him, but it was really his brother, fucking his sister. Like you know, it was weird things. And then she got all over dramatic and threw the ring in the box. Now she's like, "Oh shit, I, I take it back." So Jasmine Paget, 18 years old, said her fiance, fellow. Amazon worker Josh Phillips searched the warehouse near Swansea after the ring fell off her finger while she was packing boxes on Saturday. Wow. Pag Paget said the warehouse manager temporarily stopped work on the floor to search the warehouse and the trucks, but employees were unable to locate the ring because it's lodged way too far up her own ass. No. <laughs> um, Paget is asking anyone who finds the ring that they uh, did or anyone finds a ring that they didn't order inside of their Amazon package to contact her on Facebook or report the discovery to Amazon. Your problem here is that, uh, you know, only 40% of all internet users are actually on Facebook. So you you want to you wanna get on something else. You want to create a website, create a GoFundMe to get that fucking ring back because Facebook is not going to do it. <laughs> Dude, I don't know. If I, if, if I got a package and there was like a diamond ring in there. No one's saying shit. You've lost your you've Just lost your ring. Say goodbye. That's Unless Aunt, you know what? Jeff Bezos is one of the richest men ever. So if you had the fucking gall to call Amazon back and be like, hey man, someone uh, fucking someone put a fucking you know, sixteen. I don't even know how about what carrots and shit like that. Someone hey, put a carrot. Someone put this carrot in my box, dude. It's a it's a rotten carrot, but it's a ring with diamonds mm -hmm. in it, blood diamonds, and I don't want anything to do with it. Give it back. What if Bezos was just like, all right, here's a run through. In the warehouse. Yeah, for, exactly. <laughs> so, Dude, yeah, right, bro. Never do that. Can you imagine? There's got to be some. There's got to be some motherfucking incentive for someone who who ordered a fucking flashlight, and then they get a diamond ring in the box. There, you you better believe you 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 better be giving that dude a golden goddamn ticket if he gives that goddamn ring back. You know what I mean? Like that that is one of the most honest people ever. Or it's just someone that doesn't know how easy it is to go hawk shit. Did you hear, uh, what was that story about that kid that found all that drug money? He found, I wanna say it was like, oh man, it must've been like $700,000 or something like that. And then he returned it to the police and and um, they gave him a, re a reward for like $500 or something like that. Damn. Did you hear about that? 
Oh, that's us. Yeah, dude. I don't know the. I don't know if that's like accurate numbers, but I know that it was like a large amount, and they gave him like a very small check, and he was all like in the picture, all happy. Aww. <laughs> like, yeah, dude. Lesson, lesson learned. He's gonna right. grow up to be a cop, though, like a good one. But yeah. speaking of lost money. Yeah, it actually feeds right into our next article here. Lost wallet. Excuse me. Let me let me start over, guys. Wallet lost at Walmart returned with more than $5,000. Here we go again. Here we go again. Some goddamn stand-up citizens. That's awesome, though. That's great. That's great to hear. Tell me more. I probably wouldn't do it. Would you, Mike? I know. I would have been like, dude, there was 10000 in there. Yeah, that's the <laughs> thing. There was, there was probably $15,000 in there. <laughs> Who walks around with $5,000 in their wallet? Yeah, not a lot of people, bro. But that's what that- I'm saying. That's why I wouldn't return it. I'd be like, oh shit, I came up on a goddamn drug dealer's wallet. You know what I mean? It's like, are they going to fucking give me a reward for it? No, this guy's going to shoot me in the head as soon as I give him his wallet back. You know, so I'm just going to walk away. I don't, appre- keep- I don't, I don't appreciate the photo that's on that, on that story, though. Canadian money? Yeah, I, and you can totally tell that it's a uh, it's stock. I mean, because nobody carries change in their wallet, right? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know the other uh, other parts of the world and shit like that. They're still up on the on the uh, the the coins. Gotcha. gotcha. I just hear you yeah. drop a coin. Me? Or is that the dog in the back? Oh, that's Oprah. She's she's uh, eating her oh. dog food right now. Oprah so. getting down. Yeah, she's yeah. hungry, man. It's been there all day, dude. She she's so spoiled that she thinks that we're gonna like give her human food all oh. the time so that's like her last resort is actual dog food yeah exactly she's like all right i guess i gotta eat this it's, exactly know, it's, so it's nine um, I'm all right carrots i'm hot yeah I'm out of carrots yeah, yeah no and then not only that but her like when she eats carrots like she has to poop like every five minutes dude <laughs> right. it's obnoxious fiber. Fiber. All, right. <laughs> all right let's get into this story so a british columbia woman said she was overwhelmed with relief when a wallet she lost at a walmart store was returned with its contents more than five thousand dollars in cash okay still so it's, intact. it's british columbia right so that's canada so it's what three dollars yeah exactly it's probably not even a lot of money man yeah, it's five bucks yeah, so River Johnson of, of Enderby said she returned home from taking her elderly parents shopping at the Walmart store in Vernon before she realized that she no longer had the wallet, which contained $7,000. Oh, see, there you go, Canadian currency. Oh, here we go, U.S. dollars, 5211 Can you keep it down, dog, please? <laughs> from her two cannabis stores. All right. <laughs> see, I told you, she was a drug dealer. She was a drug dealer, dude, you were right. I would That's not awesome. have. What she was, she was saying, she lost it with seven thousand dollars, and it was returned with five thousand two hundred. Is that what she said? Yeah. So yeah, exactly. Which contains seven thousand dollars in Canadian currency, uh, which in U.S. dollars. Oh, is 5, okay. Translates. Okay. Yeah, translates to five thousand. Yeah. So, uh, but from her two cannabis stores. So yeah, she was a drug dealer, dude. She goes. This is what she says. She says I was losing it. Johnson told Info News, there was a lot of fear and hopelessness thinking I'd never, I was, I'm never going to see it again, right? Johnson said that she called the store even though it was closed at the time and was relieved when an employee answered the phone. He said, don't you worry, now you can sleep tonight, it's in our state, it's in our safe, Johnson said. Johnson returned the following day and was told that a manager, Ralph Buzine, had found the wallet and stored it in the safe of hopes that its owner would be returning to claim it. He's an unspoken hero, he saved my business. I'll be. I'll be damn, especially during this time of COVID-19. COVID-19. Yeah, that kid was just like, oh, fuck, I got my stimulus. I don't need this shit. (laughs) Yeah, I don't need this shit. Yeah. $5,000? It's like when the Dumb and Dumber, when he pulls out that thing in the toilet, and he's like, hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) He's like, I don't need this. All right. So... All right, let's get ready for our, yeah, this right. next segment, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we're going to be talking about some relationship advice. Which awesome, uh, yeah, Michael, if you could give us some. This is my favorite segment of the show, by the way. Why is it your favorite segment? Because I like getting into people's heads with some crazy advice getting in getting in getting in with a, a diagnosis and then yeah with your, like with your hypotenuse hypo- let, let, let the doctor do the talking doctor yeah. <laughs> doctor love doctor 
Cardoba. <laughs> Cardoba. That, that's gonna be that should that should that should be how you use that fucking name. It's, a, the, the, it's an alter ego of yours. It's Doctor Cardoba. <laughs> Welcome, the doctor's in. Rev your engines, get ready, because here comes Doctor Love, Doctor Cardoba. <laughs> Cardoba. <laughs> Dude, it. that sounds really cool, man. I'm I'm actually gonna use that. It's just it's Dr. Cardova, <laughs> man. You just get it. it, get real jazzy, uh, get just get real jazzy and shit. Anytime Dr. Cardova's coming out, I was like, all right. So he, he comes in playing the saxophone. Yeah, you go. yeah. You got to get so now you got to hire Mike Walker now to, to do your sax. Yeah, to get you a saxophone to make you a Dr. Cardova. Uh, theme song. So you need to tell him to get you saxophone. Saxophone. Cardoba. You know, yeah. just tell him to get real funky with it. Get real sexy with this. Just slap the stink on him. Uh, Ser- Sergio, about- Sergio Saxman, man. Sergio. Is that the dude that uh, does uh, Careless Whisper? <laughs> yeah, that's <Is> that- <laughs> yeah that's- <laughs> Let me play that for you. That's one of the best videos, man. I love that video. <laughs> Sergio. All right. Well, it's so- your relationship the- advice. The- you want to read the title or you? Okay. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> we need to get a little bit more organized oh, here. Man, huh? yeah, man. <laughs> Mike's over there. Man doesn't know what he's doing, man. Oh, All right, Mike, man. it's your, your segment here. Relationship dating advice. Get it going. <laughs> All right. So my boyfriend does not have sex with me, no matter how much I ask him or beg him. We have not had sex in the past one and a half years, even at, as, I ask and beg him every day. Yesterday, we had an argument about this, and he got very rude and told me to stop being so horny. Okay, hold on. Like a week? That's like that's that's a long time, you know. Yeah. And but I get it. A year and a half. That's rough. That's he's, a, yeah. He's fucking dudes. Oh. Yeah. Probably. Mm-hmm. Probably, probably. That's a good analogy, dude. That's a hard pill to swallow for her. Yeah. Okay. So I have been dating my boyfriend for four years now, and he's a very good person, and I love him very much. But his sex drive is below zero. The first year when we were in a relationship, I think we had sex for about ten times or less than the entire year. Whoa! First year, ten times. Yeah. That's that's extremely low, though, right? I think so. Yeah. He's a rookie. The second year, too, I think it was eight or ten times or less in the entire year. The third, I think we had sex about three times from the last one year, and we had sex only once. Whoa. How old are they? Did it say? Oh, yeah. 30 30 and 28. 28, yeah. Oh. Oh. Okay. So I ask, please, and beg him. Wait. At first, I used to drop hints. And incredibly tell him and indirectly tell him that I want to have sex with him. And after a while, he started ignoring my hints and started pretending that he did not understand all my indirect talks. Hey, so Nick, I had can, a dr- can you look up the peak of a male sex drive, how old they are, and then the peak of a female sex drive? Keep going, Mike. So I had to directly ask him to have sex with me. And now from the past two years, I am not even asking him, but I am begging him to have sex with me. Oh. I, I asked, please, and beg That's him. Hot. So many times, and every I know every time he makes some funny faces and he either directly says no or he makes up some BS excuses, like he tells that he has back pain or he tells that he's tired or he's sleepy or he tells me that he has to work to, to do even even though he doesn't have any work to do. Uh, he just works for a few minutes and then he starts playing video games. First of all, I hate that he plays so much video games. I hate that he's addicted to video games so much that he doesn't even know that he has a girlfriend anymore. I feel that I don't exist in his eyes anymore. Ah, it's gotten the fix on the vids. Yeah, man. Um, I think that you need to chill out. First off, the Second, chick. Yeah, the chick. Yeah. <laughs> no, you man, you need to chill out, Travis. Oh, I was, I was gonna say, I'm all right. I'm crack another beer, motherfucker. <laughs> Second is. You're a boyfriend and girlfriend. You're not a husband and wife. You're not, you don't have any children together. It's okay. It's okay. Like, leave, find somebody else. You know? Yeah. Yeah. If there's something that's not 
not something's not vibing there it's not yeah if it's not getting satisfied and things like that you gotta talk to him about it yeah talk to him about it three times in a year like that's all right come on now exactly three times in a month that's that's a little low and sometimes the talks don't work dude you know what i'm saying and when they don't work then from that what is your decision what are you gonna do you're gonna stick with it you're gonna deal with that for the rest of your life yeah you hate these things you gotta bring it up to him talk about this shit and then end it if it's if it's not working out just fucking skedaddle agreed agreed all right so we got the next story i see a lot of discussions about red flags and what to avoid in a relationship so what are some good red flags to look out for both men and women with character what characteristics do you think prove to be long-term in relationships what do you think travis i'll let you answer that one first what do you th- what what I thought they were looking for red flags. What are kind of red flags they're looking for? Or what characteristics do you think prove to be good long term in a relationship? Yeah. So what are some, uh, some some good flags to look for? Is which is what they're asking. Oh, okay. Honesty. One. One gotcha. thing. Honesty, and the, and this is something you can kind of pick up on. I'm not just talking like you know. Oh yeah, she's so honest and pure. You can tell by kind of looking at someone and then meeting them the first time if they're gonna just keep bullshitting you, or if they're if you're someone that someone lets in and actually gets honest with and doesn't do the bullshit like the actual like sugarcoating and things like that, then. You know, that's something you can actually start connecting with. You know, all these people that are dishonest, you know, cake on everything or just real insecure about their thoughts and shit like that and can't really prove what they're saying. Like, it's it's just a turnoff and it doesn't prove to be a long term, a functional thing long term. Mm -hmm. How can you end up trusting anything that's not honest? Yeah. Yeah. What was the what was the results on the, the libido thing? there? Yeah, I've got them right here for you, gentlemen. The best age range, um, here we go. Studies have found that men peak sexually at the age of 19. Yeah, while girls wait until they're 31. That makes sense. So when do men lose their libido? I think it's at the age of 50. Living the libido loco. Living the libido loco. It depends on the type of loco. Depends on the type of man. It sounds like that guy's losing it at 30. You right. know what I mean? Some people lose it at different times, just like I knew a yeah. dude that I knew a dude that started going bald at 20. You know? And so different different folks, different strokes. That's why exactly like dude. you said, that's why you date and you do that kind of stuff. You're not married, you don't have any obligations to each other and shit like that. It's not working out. Swallow the pride, didn't work out. Let's go. Try it again. Yeah. Yeah, I know. And you know what? I got a lot of friends that they they started getting like gray hairs and they were younger than me. Yeah. They were like like almost I had I had a couple of friends that were almost 10 years younger than me that were starting to get like heavy gray hairs and it was tripping me out, dude. Tripping me out cuz I'm sitting there, you know, like I'm older than them and I got I luck, luckily still have a little bit of my black hair left, you know what I mean? And I guess like just depending on where you're at and your and your, and your life and the relationship that you're in can really like kind of affect that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you get the silver ones poking through, but that's all right. It's character. Yeah. But I want to be a silver fox, though. All right. That's my that's my life's mission as a man. The haircut does look good, dude. Thanks, man. Yeah, I'm working on it. You know, I'm trying to get the bangs longer because I want to be able to like comb it all nice. You know. There you go. Look like Elvis. So what's your what's your thing? What do you think? What's the best quality that goes uh, long term in a relationship? Um, I think how that person is with their family. Ooh, because that that's that's the true that's the true true, huh? Yeah, their um, family values, or you know how how their their loyalty to their family is, you know how strong is it? You know what I'm saying? Like it, it could be good or bad, actually, in that sense. I mean, just coming from a Latino, but you know, when you marry into like a certain family or you date a girl from a certain culture or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like some families are more like helicopter hovering over their their daughters from a man's perspective. It's really challenging, you know. Yeah. But you know, like I've been in situations where I had to like, dude. I had to ask, you know, ask my, my, my father-in-law for my wife, you know, his wife, his daughter's hand in marriage. I had to, well, that's um, a tradition, right? 
yeah it's part of the tradition yeah and then you know i had to um you know tell my dad and sit down with him and have that you know heart to heart life talk which was cool you know but there's is a lot, a lot of uh, a lot of things that go into that but i think like when you know when you meet a woman i think just in general like for me it's all about you know from the beginning it's all about her personality and like her smile and you know that's like the things that kind of attract me to them you know what i'm saying and then once you get to know them and their qualities yeah their family values that's huge on like long-term relationship in my opinion you know cuz you don't want to marry uh, or, or hook up with a girl that is you know that well, has, that's like, what you that's what you're trying to build ultimately is another family right so it's an extension. exactly yeah so i mean but that's just me though that's that's the way that i was raised you know okay. to always look for things like that but you know everybody's raised differently and everybody sees people differently and you know it's 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 challenging man but like dude it's still fun bro it's fun you know to just like get out there and socialize with people it's cool it's awesome i i i was i'm curious as to how dating is nowadays with covid it's like, probably much like our podcast right now just a jumbled mess and we can just see each other on the screen like that's yeah. bad and you remember uh, remember chat roulette chat roulette i don't that's what i imagine dating online being like right now it's just the chat roulette where you can just chat with random strangers on there and then you know after a while you just keep running into dudes jerking off Ugh, so gross yeah. dude so i was <laughs> i was um speaking I was, of which yeah go go for it i was about to i was about to transition i go for it maybe <laughs> Oh, no, no, no. Go for it. You sound like you had a story. No, no, no. I'm good. I'm good. It's not oh. important. Go ahead. No worries. So uh, after you find that those values, those uh, family values, you have children of your very own. This next segment we're going into is parenting advice. So I'm going to turn it over to Travis because you uh, are super qualified to tell me something parenting advice yeah I watch, I watch a lot of kids movies so i i should know what i'm talking about here so <laughs> i was a kid once uh, yeah i did it i did it once don't remember it very well you know because i didn't start remembering things until i was like eight or something and then i started doing drugs when i was like eight so you know it's you don't remember a lot of things nice but here the first well, I feel oh. like this first article might be your kid if you were to have a kid. My kid. Your kid. So, uh, now, has your question? Excuse me. Has your kid ever responded with such a witty comeback that you couldn't react? Do you All want right. To read the rest of the article. I like that. I like that. I feel like I've done it a time or two, maybe when I was a <laughs> child. I was telling my eleven-year-old son to clean up his room because. It looked like the biggest disaster that I've ever seen. Without missing a beat, he says, is it worse than your cooking? It's true that, that I messed up cooking a few times, but his comment was so clever and backhanded that I walked away. I admit I did laugh. I have to put up my I have to put up my A game with him. That was good. That was good. I feel like that's what I'm going to be cursed with. Like, that's why I, I look around like all my friends have really healthy pretty kids and everything no problems and stuff they might have like allergies or something like that here and there and like that's what terrifies me about having a kid is because i'm gonna have the one that's got like bingo he's got an extra thumb he's got four pinkies and web toes a hump back and he's wittier than me you know <laughs> what i mean so that's what i'd have Dude, uh, honestly, like my kids will say some stuff to me sometimes that's just so disrespectful, but it's 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 like so over the top that I just can't help but laugh. You know what I mean? Because I'm like, wow, that was like really good. Like that, I can hear that coming from like one of my friends. You just get like proud, like all right, I'm gonna walk <laughs> yeah. out of the room and just let you. Uh, I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you your five minutes here. I'm gonna give you your five minutes. Be like, all right, don't don't talk to me that way. You put yourself in timeout. You're like, oh, you got me. Let me uh, <laughs> yeah. let me just get out of here for a little bit and give you your fucking glory there. But it was good, right? That was good. That was good. <laughs> all right, all what's, right the, what's the next one? Uh, four year old fixating on death and bugs. How should I approach this? Hell yeah, man! Four years old. 
if you're not fixating on something other than running around the house naked and, and boobies and shit like that, right? Four years old, isn't that the naked phase? Right before school? Yeah, right that's four true. Year old, isn't it? Right? Yeah, my, my, my son was, was in this phase where he was just running around in his underwear. Mm-hmm. You know, and he wasn't afraid to be naked in front of people and stuff. And, and it's it's scary because it's right before they go to kindergarten, school, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's right or preschool. Sorry, it's right before preschool. So okay. yeah, well, it happens. You know what I'm saying? Like even in preschool, like I think a lot of kids like will whip out their peepees or you know moon moon their friends or do something like they just do weird stuff like that in preschool. Like I, uh, my son and and told me these stories about kids in his class that just do weird stuff. Like he pulled his pants down and started shaking his butt at me and stuff. And I'm like, dude, like you don't tell him not to do that. Okay. (laughs) I think we're going to have a, we're going to have a record record listener on our list. This we're going to have the most listeners we ever had because we're just going to have nothing but fucking Christielias and (laughs) R Kelly listening to our show from prison. God, bro. Yeah. These guys are talking about me. So funny. So yeah, I got man. this. I got this four-year-old that's always worried about bugs. She goes way out of her way to squish ants while she's outside. She won't go outside without shoes unless she's being carried. Every bug terrifies her. Okay, so now she's just scared of bugs. She's not like fixated on it. Uh, she will stop whatever she's doing if there's a bug near her. Even gnats and fruit flies. All right, all right. Good grip of yourself, little baby. Uh, I tell her that the bugs won't hurt her. And that they're just flying around looking for food, like plants and fruits, and she won't be hurting them. She shouldn't be hurting them and everything. Also, her mother's dog passed away about a year ago, and uh, she brings it up pretty regularly. She will say she's sad and mention the dog's name. Her mother's family is religious, so they just told her the dog went to heaven. I just go along with it since I don't, I don't think she can really grasp death at this age, you know? Uh, please tell me if I'm wrong about that. Uh, she also asks about other people in her life dying and wants to know when they will die. Oh, man. When's my mom going to die? <laughs> Wishful thinking there, kid. She's still doing, <laughs> got horrible cooking. Uh, <laughs> I tell her I tell her not for a long time still, but that's, uh, that's something she should be concerned about. And that's not something she should be concerned about yet, right? Uh, so how do I approach these issues with her? I'm concerned concerned that this may develop into something much more serious. I do not think my tactics are working for her, and I'm looking for some advice. What should I be doing, and what am I doing wrong? Please, Mario, please let me know if you need more details. So this person's got to be more that they're not talking about. But anyway, I don't think it's that strange. Mm-hmm. Pretty I mean, it's a fucking strange topic. Sure. It's a strange topic to think about, to talk about with your roommate who constantly thinks about it and shit. And it's constantly just think of it that way. You know, yeah. <laughs> like your roommate keeps asking you about the, the dog that passed away and shit. Tell him the fucking truth. You know, it's never coming back. That's what happens. It's uh-huh. just like batteries. You put a battery into something and eventually that battery stops working. That's yeah. what we have in us. Like we have all this stuff that makes us go and things like that. Eventually we break down and we can't do it anymore. That's what happens in life. It's important to get that acknowledgement and things like that put in their head that this isn't forever. This isn't mm-hmm. a forever thing. It's not like a video game too, where I can hit reset or if I made a mistake, made a wrong step and that fucking killed me, I can just go back and replay the episode. We can't mm-hmm. do that. And it's not like, the the I think the biggest thing because I grew up religious and shit like that. My whole mm-hmm. thing was that like people were looking down on me, looking after me, and like blocking the bad out of my life and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And that I don't know. It was always that like I always had the best opportunity because there's there's this better place I'm gonna go to. But I don't I don't think that's good to put in the the mind of a kid. I think it's like, hey, this is your shot. Let's do it right, you know, and like. Yeah just be a good person, things like that. And I think the religious, the religion and stuff like that, it's good to instill morals and like kind of judge, like, you know, those kind of things, how to, how to judge right from wrong and stuff like that. But then there's that word judgment and stuff that everyone's trying to get away because that's what teaches us is these, these old ways of thinking, these old religions, these old rules, all this stuff. It inundates with us, these 
old archaic ways of thinking where it's judgment it's it's kind of it's not looking outside of the box and trying to look for actual solutions to these things it's just telling these stories and morals and what to expect out of certain things when you notice it yeah but but yeah that's pretty insightful man sorry i I don't know where i was going on that i blacked out for a moment yeah you're like oh wake up man yeah but no that's that is i i I don't mean to get serious on that but it is it kind of hits because i was a kid and i was obsessed with death and things like that and i was constantly anxious about it and things thinking i was going to drop dead because i was born with conditions and stuff like heart conditions and things and i would constantly think that you know like a palpitation or something like that i was having a heart attack or something and i was a fucking i was in first grade yeah. And stuff, you know what I mean? So I was a kid, very young, thinking about the same stuff. And then all it took was someone just being real. I'm just saying, this is what it is, man. And it was like my brother or someone like very unexpected. My dad yeah. and my brother was just like, this is this is it. This is your life. You know, it's precious. Stuff like that. And it's very delicate. It's like an egg. Yeah, it's 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 really amazing to when you think about those things, because I, I, I look back at like my childhood and, you know, I remember death for the first time. You know what I mean? I think the first time I ever saw a body in a coffin was my grandfather when I was 11. And I remember, you know, everything about it. Like, I remember the ceremony. I remember my family. I remember the, the thing that stood out to me was was just seeing all my uncles crying. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then you're like, oh, shit. Like, these are the men that I look up to in my life. And then, like they have tears in their eyes. It's like it, it really like wakes you up at a young age that's where you start noticing the importance and the impactfulness of death and like how it pivots other things that happen like oh, it's for not sure. it's not just the act the action of death itself it's what happens it's the ripple effect from it and it's it's the cause and effect death is the you know it affects so much after it and like that's yeah. that's what you start learning as a kid and that's what you have to pay attention to is is that that's the lessons they need to be worrying about the questions and stuff they're asking. That's, that's not necessarily the most important thing about it. Answer those questions as honest. You can don't work around it. Don't find mm-hmm. a workaround for it just because it makes you uncomfortable. You don't think you should be talking about it. It's an honest question that they have. You should give them an honest, straight up answer. Yep. And they're already trying to find the answer somewhere else because you already shot the shit and they already know you're bullshitting them. Yeah. kids are way more insightful than you think yeah. if you they think adults have the fucking answers remember we you and i remember what it's like to ask our dads for advice or ask our dads questions and they didn't have to google it you know what i mean yep so they actually had the fucking answers and you got the answer that your dad had not the right answer <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's true man you know that's that, and but that's something that you and i have everyone everyone all these new generations and shit like that they don't fucking have that because they ask their dad for advice every dad wants to be fucking right no nowadays yeah they're they're gonna wait they're like oh you know what i'm gonna give you some advice but let me uh let me go on the forum over here and let me ask uh, all these fucking comedians for advice that they're gonna give me some strange shit but if they're actually listening to me i'm giving you the best fucking advice ever fucking tell the truth or they could just go to reddit dude yeah, Reddit, all this stuff. <laughs> all these people are talking about it. Yeah, that's what we did. <laughs> but, but you know, you you know what I mean? What what that kid needs is a fucking dad answer and yeah. something. It's that's where those original dad jokes came from and shit like that. These are serious fucking questions and answers. Exactly. And they just come out as dad jokes. And when how that's why that's why when adults like you and I are like people beyond their t- age 25 or something like that. Mm-hmm. We remember these jokes as fucking things our parents actually said as solutions to answer, like, you know, qu- answers to questions and shit like that. They told mm-hmm. us these fucking dad jokes and shit. And like, I don't know. It's an art form to new people to the game, but it's like, Oh my God, I've heard that shit since I was a f- in diapers. You know what I mean? Like, yep. And I love it. But, it, you know, but that's that's what it is. It's nostalgic for you guys like you and me who like, really, I remember my dad saying that shit. That's why it is a dad joke and stuff. For but sure. They don't have that experience anymore. They don't have the fucking quick witted like, oh, this is what I can think of off the top of my head as a fucking yeah. answer. This fucking 
and they were great. You know what I mean? It would be the most entertaining shit possible from yep. your dad. And then you go out there and you start talking. It's like, hey, yeah, you know, uh, <laughs> you know, Tom Cruise is actually a lizard and <laughs> Jack Nicholson's gay. Huh? You guys? Yeah. Nowadays, <laughs> it's crazy with the Internet. Like, I mean, you know, I, I me and my, my daughter, when we have our talks, a lot of the times that we that we're talking about something, it's like I know what it is because of the Internet. You know what I'm saying? Like, and and to me that that kind of um maybe what I what I probably should do from now on is just act like I don't know what it is because I like for me I want to feel like I'm learning something about my daughter. You know what I'm yeah. saying? What she get likes. The, get the wonderment in it too. Don't act like you got the answer. It's like oh, that's a great one. Like, yeah, like, like tell me about it. Figure, yeah, you know? like what what made you think of this? Like what's what's got you thinking of this? Like why? How can we come up with the answer? It's just like a math problem when you leave out a variable and you just got to solve for a variable that's different. Like it's it's the same equation. It's just a different variable that's left out. Just figure out what got her thinking of different questions yeah. that you don't have the answer to, and then figure out the answer together. Dude, critical thinking is challenging. Yeah, brainstorm. Yeah. All right. What's next? Awesome, guys. Well. Thank you so much for those articles. We went deep. Yeah. We went deep right there, huh? I, I showed you guys. I went off the fucking high dive. Nice and deep. 100%. All right, All right guys. So we'll go ahead and close out the show. You guys uh, feel some time for some, some trivia? A whoop whoop. I, I don't know if that was a yes or yes. A- yes. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. The whistling, the whistling was a yes. All right. I'm ready. I'm ready. All right, so guys, we are during this COVID serious times. It is very important to stay healthy on top of your health, right? Mm -hmm. So this week's trivia game, the topic is going to be health. Yay! (laughs) All right, so question number one. Which organ has four chambers? It's your heart. Your heart. Ooh, the Tin Man does not have a, that is correct, a heart. Number two, in which body part can you find the femur? The femur is in your leg, man. Michael? It's in your thigh. Yeah. You I'm gonna, yeah, I agree. It's in your leg. It's the, the biggest bone in your body, is, man. You got it, the leg. The leg bone. It's leg bones to connect to the... Foot bone. <laughs> <laughs> Number three. About how many taste buds does the average human have in the tongue? Ooh, five million. Ooh, that's a party. That's lots of buds, man. Lots of buds. Yeah. There's a lot, a lot, like a thousand. It's so gotta we be. One, we have one thousand and five million. Yeah. All right. So the <laughs> there is. Kind of in the middle, 10,000. I was closest 10, without going over. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Number You got it. Number four. What percentage of our bodies is made up of water? Ooh, I know this one. Um, is this multiple choice, man? I feel like it's 70. I'm going to say 75. Ooh. I can't, I remember this like it was yesterday. My kindergarten teacher, Miss Downey, cut open a potato and colored it blue to show us this. You guys are close. The answer is 60 to 65%. Wow. Dang, what did the potato being colored blue do? She just made it look like the globe and then colored it and was like, this is how much of the world is actually water. Oh. It's mostly water. Oh, so the world is like our bodies? It's mostly water. So, like, the world's, like, representation of our the human body and, like, the way it's <laughs> like, been treated and, like, the pollution on it love. and the way it's, like, getting just destroyed is, like, if we were just to, like, smoke. Right? 60 it's a, it's to 65% a paradox, man. of the time. It's a paradox, bro. It works every time. We are living on a living, breathing entity that's going to fuck. I've actually me. heard that. I've actually heard that. I've actually heard that. That's interesting you brought that up. That was one of the conspiracy theories that I got into like a year ago, man, was the that the earth that, is, is God's body. Yeah, that one's a fun one. That one's a fun <laughs> that's, that's a fun one. 
I like that one. <laughs> I love conspiracy. They're so entertaining, man. They they're are. Just, they're so entertaining. The one I that I want. The yeah. One that, the one that I want to watch next the is. One um, the one that I really is, uh, want. Is with. Honey. Tr- <laughs> is um, Trump is a turtle. <laughs> yeah, they, it's <laughs> that's that's the one that I want to watch. I want to watch that one. I think you're part turtle, Mike. I am. It's just my neck. Or his back. Oh, your back. <laughs> All right. Which element is said to keep your bones strong? Iron. Uh, yes, iron. <clears throat> I'm gonna go with iron. Are you guys sure? No, Cal- no. calcium. Mm. I'm gonna stick with iron. All right. So, what would you take to keep your bones strong? The correct answer is calcium. I, I tricked you. I tricked you, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> Put it in your head. Put it in your head. Irons in the blood. I forgot. Yeah, Ooh, yeah. This Iron. is a tough one. Number six. What does the acronym AIDS stand for? Um, autoimmune. Autoimmune deficiency syndrome. Close. Autoimmune. Uh, is it a syndrome? Michael's yes. more right. Autoimmune nope. defective. Auto. Nope. No. It's not immune. It's not auto. Oh, it's not auto. Okay. But you guys are really, you're right there. It's acquired. Acquired immune, immune yeah. deficiency yeah. syndrome. I'm impressed. Wow. That's yeah, that, that makes more sense. Because yeah. <laughs> basically you did acquire it. Yeah. <laughs> Butt sex. There you go. Number seven. How many times does no, the heart it's not, beat no, it's a per old day? 90s thing. Say it again. How many times does the heart beat per day? Uh, s- 65,000. Twice. Ooh, 65,000. Twice. Once when I wake up and the other one when I go to He's got the base over here. No, wait, I, I changed my I changed my mind. 85,000. 85,000. Well, now you're closer. Isn't it? Uh, I don't know. I'm not even going to try to do that. So we've got the answer is two and 85,000. Yeah, two. The correct answer is more than 100,000. Wow. Nice so Michael job, got Michael. closer without going over. Interesting. And okay. I even threw in there a little bit of algebra talk. More than. Mm-hmm. More than. Is that. That's not trig? It's uh, algebra? Okay. Yeah. She's the, she's the math teacher. Mm. How about this one? Eight. What's the body's largest organ? The skin, the epidermis, the brain. The brain or the skin epidermis? The correct answer is the skin. Wow. That's a tricky question. Look at the big brain on Trav. Look at the big organs on Trav. Yeah. Yeah. Usually people go with the liver, but I remember this question from something. It was from a show or, or a a trivia question I had a long time ago. The largest organ on the human body is the skin. There you go. Wow. You remembered. In your brain. Number nine. What kind of brain cells... Let me, let me start over. What kind of cells <laughs> the are brain, found in brain the brain? Brain cells? <laughs> Stem cells? <laughs> what is Nikki missing? <laughs> Apparently. A set of brain cells. <laughs> We'll just skip past that. Are found in the brain. The correct answer is neurons. Neurons. <laughs> neurons. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I guess I'm a neuron. They're neurons. A nerd on. There you go, Nikki nerd on. I don't know. <laughs> Number ten. Last one. We'll go ahead and close it out with this, guys. Oh, this okay. is a fantastic yeah. run. This is. <laughs> I feel like this is one you might actually use in conversation this weekend, like at a barbecue. So, <laughs> which bone? Are babies born without? Which bone? Mm-hmm. Which bone? PG, guys. PG. Oh, shit. 
Um, this is so cool. I got it. Isn't there like a bone that's missing at the top of the skull? Yeah, I know their skull is not fully fused. Yeah, bone. there's like a hole in their in their skull, and then it's clear. Huh? Soft spot. That's yep. a soft spot. Yeah, but no, this is. Is it more like a floating rib, or something like kind that? Kind of less ribby. Less ribby, and then it less. goes. But what does it do over time? Are you asking me? Yes. Um. Yeah, just a tailbone. That's what I was thinking. That's what I was thinking. We don't thinking. grow those. We don't grow Close. that. We don't grow that. I would kneel on these, or maybe you know, like a kneecap. They don't have kneecaps. Ah, they don't have kneecaps. That's interesting. Yeah. The next time you guys are holding a baby, I'm not. <laughs> Travis, that's so painful. That's a whole other reason I'm not so gonna have a baby. Mine's not gonna have. That, but that, that, that explains my like, kid's oh. kneecaps are never gonna grow up. They're just gonna pop up. Like here I am. Here's my kneecap. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but that explains everything though. That's why they can't walk. Right? Coming out. Yep. Yeah. I'm actually Googling right now when uh, I, I Googled when kneecaps actually grow because my knees hurt now. <laughs> Mine too. Crawl. Right. When do they crawl? <sighs> so it says here somewhere between two and six years old. Is that how the kneecaps are their grown? Patelia starts forming the center of their bone because of the friction mm. crawling on them or something. Well, between the years of two and six. Oh. Maybe that's why they're so angry when they're like two and three. Because they're, right. yeah, the rats, they're just like, the growing pains. Yeah, the growing pains. That's a serious thing. Growth plates and shit. Yep. All right. Yep. For sure, man. All right. Well, let's wrap it up then. Thank you, Nikki, for everything. No worries. Thank you, gentlemen. Have that was an great. awesome, awesome weekend. Or All week. right. All right. So, again, I'm Michael Cardoza. I'm Travis Miner. And you are listening and watching the Fermunda show. Don't forget you. Don't forget to follow us on social media, uh, Instagram, Facebook at the Fermunda show. And of course, uh, follow me and Travis at the Michael Cardoza and at the at. No, I'm not the at Travis dot minor dot art. All right. Peace out. Bye. Bye. Thanks,